the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. TC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5. K298CO. Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The number of deaths from massive flooding in Kentucky continues to climb amid the threat of more rain. Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir says the death toll had risen by one to 26 from last week's storms. Bashir said the number would likely rise significantly and it could take weeks to find all the victims. The governor says the state is working through a number of catastrophic issues. And we have dozens of bridges that are out that make it hard to get to people, make it hard to supply people, and then water. Entire water systems down that we are working to get up. The National Weather Service says rainfall rates of 1 to 2 inches per hour possible today in some of the same areas that were inundated last week. Bill Russell, the NBA great who anchored a Boston Celtics dynasty that won 11 championships in 13 years has died. Bill Russell was 88. This is SRN News. These are the official rules for all contests on Salem Media Group and Salem Communications Holding Corporation stations in the Twin Cities. Collectively, Salem TC from time to time will conduct contests. No purchase necessary to enter or win. If for any reason a prize is not available, a substitute prize may be offered. Winners will be limited to one prize every 30 days. Winners of a major prize will be limited to one every 365 days. A major prize is any prize with a value of more than $1,000. Participants and winners must be U.S. residents that are responsible for any and all taxes. For full contest rules, see this station's website. Your forecast for today, we're looking at a chance of thunderstorms with a high of 88 and a low of 67 for tonight. Tomorrow, it's going to be sunny with a high of 83, moving in the mostly clear and a low of 66. The Patriot Business Benefactor Program is back, this time benefiting Jack's Basket. For your gift of $1,500, we'll give you 40 commercials to use for your business, church, or organization on air here on The Patriot. You could use the double blessing and gift those commercials to Jack's Basket or another local nonprofit or ministry you're passionate about. Just call 651-289-4444. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280, the Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. Welcome back. You're listening to AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Filling in for Brad Carlson is Dr. Neil Shaw, joined in studio today by Heidi Takamo. And we have had an absolutely wonderful first hour. We survived. We, did. we didn't use any of George Carlin's dirty words. We're still on the air, and people have been calling in. So if you want to call in and join us today, the number is 651-289-4488. And we were joined in the first hour by Mark Bischofsky, candidate for um, House District around Stillwater. Sean Holster called in. He's running in South Minneapolis, doing yeoman's work down there, defending freedom and liberty. And a couple other callers have joined us as well. So if you have a comment, please let us know. You know, our last caller, uh, Pat from Edina, talked about all politics being local and the importance of school boards, right? I mean, these aren't the, uh, gosh, I want to be a senator. I want to be whatever. But all politics is local. Who's serving on your city council? Who is your mayor? Who is serving on your school board? If you don't like what is happening with those institutions, then it's incumbent upon you to either run for office or find someone who supports your ideals and will do a good job at that level. I'm fortunate enough to be married to an amazing woman, Sarah, uh, who's served on our city council now for five years. And I can tell you that it is a completely thankless job. Uh, it is, you know, a town of 5,000 people, and um, it's extraordinarily difficult to do well. And so, you know, a shout out to her. She's an amazing wife and an amazing mother, and she's also a public servant. 
And she spends time going through every single page before every single meeting of every single variance request and cup and, you know, looking at the line items of what we're spending money on and making sure we're doing a good job. And really at that local level, it isn't partisan. It's about good, transparent governance, but it can be corrupted even at that level. So it's important to keep an eye, to know what's going on, to stay involved, and then consider getting involved if you don't like the way that your city's going. And Edina, you know, I grew up in a suburb of, of Chicago that I think probably has a lot in common with Edina on paper, really good public schools. A lot of people came to it. It was a marquee community. Um, and so seeing that reputation shift over time, seeing Edina Public Schools be, well, why, why are they eating outside in, you know, October? You know, <laughs> they did that, got some bad press for that. You know, why is crime uh, bad? Why do you need to have your Glock when you go shopping at uh, Kowalski's in, uh, in Edina? And, and what is going to be done to turn that around? How did we get here and how do we fix things? You know, Heidi, I know that you've been involved with some of the school stuff locally. Do you have some comments on that? I mean, Pat said that we have an open school board position. How does that happen when people are allegedly upset with what's going on in our schools? Well, we had the same thing in Moundsview. We had three open seats last time and we had one conservative run. Mm. Um, and and it wasn't just that there was one conservative and some other neutral parties, because frankly, these should be neutral seats, right? They should be. They're open members of the Socialist Party. Mm-hmm. I mean, extreme, extreme extremists that were voted in because we had nobody going against them. So we can't even really argue about what they're doing because we didn't have people running. So it's frightening. Um, I think that people are starting to see it and ready to step up. Um, we do need people to, to actually do that. And, and I people may hear in the national press, uh, school systems have gone woke or this or that. But, you know, here in Minnesota... Um, it's a huge issue, and it's even touched the concept of teachers' licensure. And I know that you've been involved with this and have some um, some thoughts on it. But fill people in yeah. on what is happening with teacher licensure and kind of sy- systemic wokeism. Yeah, so I only know a little bit. So I'm hoping that if people know, know, know more, they could call in and give us even more insight. But I'm just getting information, and this is a great resource. It's the Child Protection League. Mm-hmm. And they're basically ha- have been notifying parents and trying to get them to step up and, and holler and kick and scream, basically. Um, they're trying to change the licensure here in our state, the requirements. And they're trying to make them extremely woke. So the new standards will basically require provide uh, these these um, teachers to be learning and teaching critical race theory, theory, talking about all sorts of sexual identity stuff. I mean, just Marxist, Marxist, Marxist. And if they want to be licensed to teach, they have to implement that. Mm-hmm. And so that's coming down right now. And that's something we need to fight right now. And I would love to know more about this. I mean, I'm not highly involved, except I know that I want to fight it. And so... The Minnesota Parents Alliance is meeting at the Capitol this Thursday, and that is something I will do. I will bring my my friends, my neighbors, my kids. We'll have our signs, and we really just need to show a presence because mm-hmm. parents are angry, but they don't know what to do, mm-hmm. right? And so that's where I'm at. I'm saying, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing from Child Protection League. I'm hearing from Minnesota Parents Alliance, but what more can we do? Well, at this point, I'm going to go kicking and screaming on right. Thursday morning, 1030. Right. Um, but if other people have insight, I would love to hear that because I think that's great. Um, but we can't sit back quietly. You know, yeah. we need to run for these positions, um, go to the Capitol. But yeah, like I said, Neil, I, I think this is something we need to explore even more so and see, because we're not doing enough as parents right. in this state. Well, the left loves to gaslight on this idea that, you know, critical race theory is not real. These are not the droids you're looking for. We know that it's being baked <laughs> into the philosophy at every level. And this isn't just, you know, uh, you will be exposed to this set of Marxist ideals and you can choose for yourself if you want to adopt them or not. Is you must teach. It is must. Must. So you must do this. You must question meritocracy. You must uh, be fully woke in the way that you approach education, not shall be exposed to. Must do this and you must teach this to your kids. And, you know, those of us that um, we had our kids in in Moundsview Public Schools, we moved to Moundsview, uh, that district for that school system, another uh, school system like Edina that has a great reputation over time. And we started seeing, even within a few years, how much things were changing. They were axing um, programs for both special needs kids and gifted and talented kids because Mm -hmm. no one can be gifted or talented anymore when you teach to a C and expect a C. 
No, it's now. not equitable. It's not equitable. You know, it's not <laughs> equitable is the fact that we're teaching our fifth graders wokeism, and in China they're teaching them calculus. Who, who's going to win the yeah. next, you know, the, the global flight for supremacy if we're teaching our kids wokeism and that there's 47 genders and that uh, there's no such thing as merit Yeah, and that, you know, you, you must have a quality of outcomes, which is basically a C for everybody, and we're going to leave everyone that's one certain deviation in either direction on the sidelines as we pursue mediocrity for all. You know, what are some of these standards that they're, they're talking well, about? So what I wanted to say is the scary thing is we're telling people to run for school board. But what they're trying to do is take that power away from us because they see that happening mm. district after district, these parents that are stepping up and fighting. So they're trying to make these standards that go beyond the school board. The school board can't do anything. They, want, they have to have this implemented to teach. And so this is really scary um, to me. I mean, this is the whole state. That's so right. I could go work at Mountain View and it's not going to help me at all. Um, okay, so I can read off here. Teachers will be required to affirm and empower gender fluidity, sexual orientation, and transgender ideas. In kindergartners? I mean, this is, I this mean, is the no, thing, right? This, this came up in Florida. Is, this is not a bottom age. This isn't like a high school you'll get exposed. Early this childhood is, education. Early childhood. So this is pre-K. This is pre-K through adult education standards that they're teaching. And that's just some of the sexual stuff. I mean, you can go into a lot of this. That's not even going into the hatred they're teaching. Um, I, I got fired up about this earlier this year and I was carrying around library books from the local library and I know you've seen those Neil because yes. I took my kids there my two-year-old looking for a, a board book for a toddler mm. and there were no normal books there was no good night moon it was terrifying um anti-racist baby right um it just it, it was all CRT and sexual identity stuff for toddlers so which just, is it is Ugh. it is crazy, right? And, and the fact that they're exposing kids to this so early, they're like, oh, you know, this sounds so prudish and this and that. Look, uh, Schindler's List is a great movie. It's not a great movie for a nine-year-old. Exactly. Okay? So it's just a, a lot of it's a not now. Let them choose. And this is what Ron DeSantis has done so well in Florida is this has no place in elementary education. Now, I'd argue it doesn't have a place anywhere. But the most defensible, non-controversial component of it is this has absolutely no place in elementary education. It certainly should not be a cram down, and it certainly must be something that parents know about. Yes. The last thing that these public sector teachers' unions or the teachers that support those unions want is curricular transparency. Now, you work for me. I pay the taxes that pay your salary. You are going to tell me and all my other neighbors what exactly you're teaching my kids. And if I don't like it, then I can opt out. And so there might be, you know, woke people who don't want to listen, don't want their kid to read Huck Finn. I think that's a great work of American literature. I think that's appropriate in, you know, fifth grade or whenever, the sixth grade. Uh, but if you don't want your kid to read it, then you know what? That's your right as a parent, mm -hmm. right? Put that bo that book's on there. I don't want to do it. I'll do some alternative assignment. Cool. Um, so this does go both ways. There might be things that you might say, well, I, you know, I don't like that because I'm woke. Fine. Like this, this benefits you as well. If there's curricular transparency, you get to craft what your children learn, and they are your children. They do not belong to the teachers' unions. They do not belong to the teachers. They belong to the parents, and it's our job to be the final arbiter of what they are taught, when they are taught, and how they are taught. And it's not as simple as sim saying, you know, well, you can pull them out and put them in a private school. No. H how are you supposed to do that when you're ma barely making ends meet, paying four fifty a gallon for gas, barely able to afford food on the table, and now you're supposed to come up with another 15000 or $10,000 a year to do what your real estate taxes already should be doing, Right? it's ridiculous. So the people who, again, suffer the most as a result of Democrat policies are people that are working class, middle income, upper middle class, because they can't just say, hey, this is the elitism of the Democrat Party and the modern progressive left on display. We'll decide what your kids are taught. We are going to not have you have a seat at the table. We don't want you to know what's going on in their classroom, and we're going to take away any economic means you might have to choose the best educational venue for your child. And there are solutions to this. So you have states with strong governors like Florida where they push back on this legislatively. You have states that are finally passing really strong school choice bills where the tax follows, the tax money follows the kid. So parents of all economic means have the ability to ensure that if the public educational system is failing, for whatever reason that is, too woke, not woke enough, uh, not rigorous enough, whatever, hey, take your money, follows your kid, choose an educational venue that best fits that. That should be bipartisan and not controversial. And yet 
I don't think we're going to see that in the next legislative session in this state. So I would encourage Scott Jensen, when he's our next governor, to ask for that legislation. And then hopefully we have some of these amazing patriots that get elected and get that bill to his desk and we get it signed and in. Because really, it is a package of policies that will do more in a short period of time to benefit public education than any other single thing we could do. It turns out that competition is a good thing if you don't like your choices in the market. And so right now, there's a monopoly on education because of those tax dollars. And if we give it back to parents, we're going to see the fastest reduction in wokeness possible in our public schools. Thank you for hanging with us today on uh, AM 1280, The Patriot, part of Northern Alliance Radio Network. This is Dr. Neil Shaw filling in for Brad Carlson. We're going to be back just after this break with Julie from the Child Protection League, so stay tuned. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM 1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Right today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack Barbecue, ooh, 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 yeah. Half off school tuition? It's real. Avail Academy. Blaine, her high school campus, is offering one 50% off tuition for the upcoming school year for a new family. For more info, go to AvailAcademy.org. Mention the voucher, AvailAcademy.org. Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need and the music you love. But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. For the life of your home, visit thinkami.com. Are you tired of feeling sticky and hot this summer? Call Air Mechanical to come out and service your air conditioner, recommend a replacement, or discuss dehumidifier options. They have air conditioners in stock, and financing is available on new equipment and repairs. If you're ready to start feeling more comfortable and enjoy your summer, think Air Mechanical. Air Mechanical leads the metro area in heating and cooling services. Just go to thinkami.com. For the life of your home, visit The power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Trish, and we're from Oakdale. Jeff and Trish use the half-off tuition program for both of their sons' Christian education. That's half price for the first year of tuition at participating Twin Cities schools. The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family. Details at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Welcome back. You're listening to AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. This is Dr. Neil Shaw and Heidi Heckmo filling in for Brad Carlson. Thank you again for spending time with us on this absolutely beautiful Sunday afternoon. We were talking about some of the issues with the wokeism in the schools. And Heidi, you found some fantastic pieces. Now, you're going to read <laughs> verbatim what our teachers need now for licensure. And by the way, so licensure... They're baking the wokeness in for physicians as well. So at some point, I'll probably end up losing my license because I won't kowtow to this. But you are forced now to get a license as a teacher in Minnesota to understand these specific things. So you got a couple for us. So here's some of the new rules and standards that they would like to add. This is my favorite. We were just laughing about it. All right. Teachers will be required to teach students to view people as divided into oppressor and oppressor groups. And the oppressed must be liberated from the oppressors. 
What's coming next? Uh, separate drinking fountains <laughs> for the coloreds and the whites? Yeah, so that's going to be next up. Yeah. New. We've never seen that. The other one, teachers will be required to encourage students to oppose the dominant American culture and traditional understandings of race. Teachers will be required to teach that our founding principles are oppressive. I mean, it's just... It's amazing. Yikes. Right. We the people created under uh, equal in the eyes of God. Yeah, I guess that's super, super oppressive language. What will happen to, um, I mean, your kids and my kids are mixed race kids. Do they get, yeah. are they Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Friday oppressors and then oppressed Tuesday, Thursdays or? It's so choose? confusing to me. I mean, my kids are a quarter Japanese and my eight-year-old, I said he was part Asian. And he was like, I'm Asian? What? Like, <laughs> has no idea. So they might lump him in and he doesn't even know where to sit. Like, which yeah. water fountain can he use at this point? It's that, ridiculous. They, they don't They don't see color. That's like one of my favorite no. South Park episodes where they have the flag where it's like everyone, have di- all the stick people of different colors, like <laughs> hanging some random colored person. Like, well, we don't get it. Like, they're all. It's crazy. So we had to read those because we were kind of chuckling in between. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty bad. Um, Julie from the CPL is joining us today. And Julie, you are an expert on this. Your organization is at the vanguard of so many issues, not just the disease of wokeism in our schools, but also the issues around child trafficking. And you know so much about this. Thank you again for joining us this afternoon. And I uh, would love to hear some of your comments. Well, thank you. Uh, somebody uh, called and notified us and said, oh, get on there. They're talking about it. I haven't been able to listen, and I'm sorry I haven't been able to listen, but I would love to make some comments. So tell me if I'm repeating anything. But uh, the, the key thing that I want people to know uh, is, and maybe you've covered this, but because it, it applies to every teacher candidate who wants to get a license in Minnesota, this is a takeover of curriculum in the public schools and in the private schools. Mm, so scary. most private schools, uh, you know, hire licensed teachers. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the, this is called standards for effective practice for teachers. And so they are given by the legislature, the Pelsby Board, which is the teacher licensing board, has been given the directive to set standards for teachers to be able to teach. Do you think that when they were, you know, giving that, given that, uh, that directive, that they meant that they were supposed to tell them uh, what the curriculum was supposed to be? So this is really, they are now telling you uh, what the curriculum has to be. And the teachers have to, uh, uh, you know, be, to demonstrate that they understand this and that they can incorporate it into their teaching and that they do. And so, so you, what, the, what, the, what the teacher licensing board has essentially done and what they do, what it is, it has been, they outsource to higher education how they want to train teachers. And, you know, it would be fine if they were really talking about uh, effective teaching practices this isn't effective teaching practices. Now, if this it is purely ideological, ideological. Julie, if a teacher said, "I refuse to empower racists," I refuse to do this in my classroom. Uh, presumably, some could file a complaint against their license and take their entire livelihood. Is that correct? Right, and you're you're cutting out a little bit when you talk, and it might be my uh, end, but I I think I caught what you said, and it would, and you know, so the renewals are also, you know, this would also cover teacher licensing renewals, so people, you know, periodically have to renew their license, and in this they have to demonstrate that they are doing what is required to qualify to be a qualified teacher, and so. Uh, you know, people who are teaching now will end up with the same uh, guidelines uh, in order to get renewed. You, so, uh, so it's it's a complete it's a it's a political coup. Uh, this is purely political. It's purely ideological, and it is Marxist. Mm-hmm. It's Marxist because it 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 uh, puts out the worldview that people are divided into groups. They aren't individuals. Everybody is divided into groups. And that's the Marxist principle where there's an oppressor and oppressive group. Mm-hmm. And, they, and, and then they pit them against each other. It's your, it, it is one of the fundamental principles of Marxism. That's how you do uh, revolution. And they are incorporating this whole ideology into what teachers must teach in their classrooms. I think the must component of that is so important to understand that this really is a mandate. 
And if you do not hew to the mandate, you will lose the ability to teach kids and earn a living wage for your family. You'll be cast out. And that even private school, so I know my you know, my kids go to private school. Um, we have licensed teachers at that private school. What, what are they supposed to do? Lose that licensure? And then you're going right. to end up at, at this point closing that loophole further, right? I mean, what's to keep the radical left from saying we want no refuge safe from the systemic racism we wish to impose, and we're going to now mandate teacher licensure into wokeness into every institution in the state? So the ruling class, as I call them, or the deep state, or however you want to describe them, the commies, whatever, uh, they're in education, it's a many-headed hydra. And, you know, they've been able to control the school boards, especially through the teacher uh, teacher unions, and they're losing that grip. They know they're losing that grip. We've got people running all over the state here going to, you know, they're going to get elected to these school boards. They know they're losing their grip there. Mm -hmm. And in the legislature, they have tried to pass these things in their standards, and they've had some success in what they passed in the legislature. Legislature was foolish enough, and and the Republicans in the Senate were foolish enough a few years back to allow them to require that teachers must have training in cultural competency. Mm-hmm. It's a Marxist principle, too, but they decided, but they would define it. Their Senate uh, Republicans said they would define what cultural competency means. And so they put together sort of a general sort of whatever, and that's what they, well, what happened is the teacher licensing board redefined the definition of, of uh, cultural competency. And it is also your radical racist, uh, racist race-based ideology. And so now in Minnesota, all teachers for renewals as well as initial uh, licensing have to, uh, you know, pass this training for cultural competency. And that's bad enough. And they they went right up against the legislature doing that. That was several years ago. We fought that. We fought that very, very hard. And they, uh, they, you know, an administrative law judge just sort of looks at did they cross their teeth and dot their eyes with their policy where their policies and and approved it even though we got many we got hundreds of people to weigh in on that and say this is this is wrong you can't do this they did it so they've already done that the thing that's different about minnesota this is as far as i know and i could be wrong on this but as far as i know this is the only state that has leapfrogged over not only the legislative intent, because they haven't let most of this through in the legislature, they've also leapfrogged over the school boards now, and they have also leapfrogged over private education. So, you know, we have this huge school choice movement. We, we not only have, you know, people running for school board all over the state, now we also have a huge school choice movement going on, and it's driving elections. This guts choice well how do we fight this we got a few we got a little bit of time before we go to break how do we fight this okay cplaction.com if you go to our website around the front page there's there's some some action items and you can you know one of the things we need to do there first of all the buck stops with walls he appointed these people they're obviously doing what he wants them to do because he hasn't stepped in it's the most radical thing that can be done. Okay, so he's the buck stops with him. Everybody needs to be holding him accountable. He needs to pull this back before the election, and we have to demand that. Uh, the, the, there's a, there's contact information on there as far as their their link. I can give you his uh, phone number if you would like it. It is six five one two zero one thirty four hundred. That's the governor's office. And what we need to be telling him is rescind these teacher license mandates. They are they are they are a takeover, a political, ideological curriculum writing. If they have no right to write curriculum, basically by forcing teachers what they must teach, they're telling the, 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 the school districts 
what curriculum they have to teach. I mean, that is the way it works. It's from the back door, but that's the way it's done. It's so that's stunning to hear thing. that Tim Walls has failed Minnesotans. I'm not sure that's <laughs> ever that? happened before. It's incredible. Yeah, but people right. have a I choice. Mean, how shocking is it? <laughs> <laughs> they have a choice this so, fall, and uh, and they can do something about it. And I think there's an important piece to touch on is that the people are appointed to this board. We can't even throw the bums out, right? If you have an elected official that's right. not doing a good job, you can get rid of them. There's a mechanism to do that, but these people are appointed. And these appointments carry so much value. And we can talk about when we come back from the break some of the difference between administrative regulations and statutory law and the abrogation of a duty to actually write standards by legislative bodies at the state and the federal level and giving all of this responsibility and all this power to essentially write legislation, giving that power to unelected bureaucrats in administrative bodies. That's how we've lost control of many of these systems at the state and at the federal level. And until we demand that our legislators actually legislate instead of simply kicking the ball down the road to some unelected bureaucrat to write the rules that they want to write, these things are going to continue to be crazy. So I hope you hang with us. You're listening to AM at 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, Dr. Neil Shaw and Heidi Kakamo filling in for Brad Carlson. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Refund available for 60 days after purchase. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Go to 4 slash joy. At HIMS, you'll get a free medical consultation and discreet shipping if prescribed. Love your results or your money back. To start your free online visit, go to 4 slash joy. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted on the job each year, leading to injuries and death. This is the reality they deal with when making contact with the public. Another reality is that if someone doesn't comply with a lawful order or uses force against them, police may have to use sufficient force in response to obtain compliance. Use of force is always ugly. Nobody likes it, especially police, and nobody knows how it will turn out. Spread the word. For de-escalation to work, both parties must de-escalate. And de-escalation isn't necessary if there is no escalation. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer, whether it's getting asked a question, getting a citation, or getting arrested. Don't argue. Don't resist. Don't flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now. Complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org. I'm sure glad you're my sister, Addie. Yep, you're my best buddy. Mom says you were their little surprise. What would we do without you? Well, you'll probably get your own gum. Yeah, that's true, but you're worth it. Hello, my name is Carrie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Welcome back. You're listening to AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Dr. Neil Shaw and Heidi Kakamo filling in for Brad Carlson on this beautiful Sunday afternoon. We've been talking with Julie from the Child Protection League. 
I want to take a little segue to talk about, and I touched on it briefly before we went to break, this concept of statutory law and administrative regulations. Now, I know this is dry, but since they don't teach civics anymore in school, I think it's worth going through. Politicians want one of three things. They want to get elected to office, they want to get reelected to office, and they want to get elected to higher office. All right? And this is the overwhelming majority of the political class. There are uh, honest people who wander in and then get confused and still do the right thing. We talked to one of those earlier today, Mark Bischofsky, guys like Eric Mortensen, who are representing down in Shakopee and some other great candidates that we have. But generally speaking, the, the career political class want, want only those three things. And so what the legislature at the state and federal level has done over time is realize that instead of actually making hard decisions with statutory law, like something X should be legal or illegal, they give that ability to, well, we've created a three-letter agency. And this three-letter agency with uh, a, you know, a wink, wink, nod, nod to public comment will write administrative regulations that are effectively statutory law. And like we talked about before, you can't throw the bums out because these are appointed people. These are career bureaucrats or union employees. There's no way you're going to get rid of them, right? So they write these administrative regulations and they, in effect, have the full force of statutory law because the legislature has given up its constitutional duty to write the laws. Why do they do that? And they do this on both sides of the political aisle. They do it so there's no political blowback. They, well, you know what? I can't, I can't help what uh, that board did. Gosh, it's really a shame. And I really wish the teachers didn't have to teach wokeism. Well, then why did you give them the ability to do that? You are the legislature. You're the most important of the three branches. You represent the people. And you can absolutely tie the hands of them. And you can say that we are going to write these regulations and give you very defined criteria that they need to meet. We can prevent these kinds of racist shenanigans from happening on the back end. But the legislature doesn't do it. And, you know, Julie talked a little bit about how the Republican legislature has kind of let this happen. And this has been a theme throughout the, the show so far is that, look, as much as we like to throw bricks at Tim Walls and say, complain that he's the one running the state into the ground – uh, he's had help. And over time, the Republican legislature has been in control. We've had Republican governors in the state. We've had Republican House and Senate. Recently, we have had the Senate. Um, and yet we still manage to allow these things to happen. So do you have any comments on that? When you talk to your, uh, your you know, Republican legislators and you say, hey, um, this isn't helping our kids. We need you to make sure that this piece of law is clarified in statute. We need to make sure that this doesn't sneak in. How do you get them to, to listen? Or may have lost you. Asking, oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, no, I'm here. Oh, good. <laughs> so I, I just, I think that what we need very much is leaders to lead the charge. And I'm talking about candidates at every level. I'm talking about candidates from the very top to the very bottom to, to lead the charge, not just to say, oh, elect us because we will fix this when we get in office, but they don't lead the charge against it now. We need this now because it will be passed sometime after the last uh, legislative the hearing, which is a legislative administrative law judge on August 24th. And we can put our, our, our comments in at that time. We can deluge that with comments. And if you go to our website, you can see on the action plan there things that you can do. One of them is to weigh in. But that that's one thing we need to do. But we need to be making this front and center about this onslaught for the freedom of our children and our future, this is a this is a takeover. It's a coup, and and we need we need political leaders who will lead the charge on this now, now, and say, you know, we're going we demand that you rescind this now. And uh, here are the other action items we can take. Number one, we need to be contacting our local uh, private schools and our local uh, private uh, colleges and University of Higher Education who are putting out the degrees in uh, education. They need to get on board. And some of them are just like, they, oh, they don't get involved in politics. We're just going to do this. We're not, we're, this can't be that bad. They need to hear from us. And the other, uh, the other thing we need to, to do is demand that our, that our candidates step up to the plate as well that we are notifying all the players, the players that are running for school board. 
I mean, they're taking, they're, they're cutting the, the, the legs out from underneath school board candidates because you cannot set your curriculum once this goes That's through. Right. It will be strictly racist-based, race-based. It will be gender-bending race. It will be the, uh, the pronouns will be required. You, it will not be up to the school boards. You're mm-hmm. out of it. You're out of it. So that seems so, like I a, mean, a simple fix. You, you give curricular autonomy to the school boards. I mean, you're telling me that the educational needs in Virginia, Minnesota, and North Minneapolis are the exact same? Of course they're not. And that's why we need to not only take back control of the school boards, but empower the school boards through the legislature to actually decide, hey, is this the curriculum that we think best fits the educational needs of the learners in our area, in our schools? And right now, their hands are tied. Effectively, they're handed something that's written by a bunch of unelected bureaucrats, and they're forced to teach it. And it is—it hasn't taken full effect until after this administrative law judge hearing on August 24th. After that, there is time for people to submit their comments, and then there's a time for the teaching licensing board to respond. So there will be some weeks afterwards, maybe as much as up to 15, 20 weeks before it actually, but then it goes into effect, and it is, as you say, functionally statutory law. And so, and even though it's, it's only put together by the, uh, you know, an appointed board, he is in charge. He can make it happen. And every school board member should be realizing that they are running for an office that 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 the, the legislature, that the teacher licensing board is basically cutting out their their authority. Well, that, that sounds absolutely terrifying. Having Tim Walls appoint even more people to office. All of those seem to end badly for the state and for the citizens that live here. Um, You mentioned uh, following these action items. I think you'd given the website earlier on. Can you give that again and then any other social media properties where people can sign up and help? Because you are doing such important work not only on this issue, um, you know, but on child trafficking and on just getting people to know. Because I think people sense intuitively that something is very wrong. But they can't Mm -hmm. quite put their finger on it. They're very busy. They're Mm -hmm. running around between hockey practices and whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But someone's Mm -hmm. doing this work. Someone's watching, and they can just give you some action items to do. So so how do they follow? Okay, so it's it's CPLaction.com, and that that, that stands for Child Protection League Action. So it's CPLaction.com. And, you you know, right on our front page, you'll, you'll see the teacher licensing information, and there's a, there's a handout. You can print off this handout either, you know, and, and it'll be in colors, nice and pretty, and you can put that out at, your, at any event that you are at. And we also do take events. Uh, people in local communities will bring us in, ask us to give a presentation. We do that. And some of them that we've been doing, you know, people just, they come and they say, we don't know what's going on. We just want to know, just tell us. We know something is happening and it's really bad, but we do not understand it. And so what we're able to do is give them the, uh, the background, the, the parameters. We give them, the, uh, you know, what they need to understand what it is and then how we can address this. But I tell you, it has to be an insurrection. This can't be just, yes, this is one more bad thing. Elect us. We're going to get a lot. We're going to change all that. You know, if you can't have an insurrection now, why do we think that you're going to do it after you get elected? I, I'm sorry. I've seen this too many times. I've been involved in politics for many years, and I have seen it happen over and over again. Just elect us, and we'll take care of it. And then suddenly, oh, yeah, we don't quite have time for that. Oh, no, we've got other priorities. You know, this yeah, is an yeah. insurrection type of thing. Well, you and talked about— We don't make it that. You talked about uh, the higher education where a lot of these uh, ideas are pounded into the heads of, you know, impressionable 18 to 22-year-old men and women. And the University of Minnesota is one over which the legislature has significant power because they control the purse strings. The U of M is a land-grant institution, one of my alma maters, and it has gotten so far woke, so unaccountable to the people. The regents, essentially their board of directors, has about two people on it that are worth anything. And the remainder of them simply rubber stamp what the overpaid president of our increasingly woke, failed public educational university uh, deems necessary. And there is no amount of corruption that that uh, feckless board of regents is unwilling to uh, rubber stamp with the exception of a couple people. Well, the legislature picks the regents. So if you don't like what the U of M is doing, 
then get better people there. But the legislature refuses to act and put together a slate of good, solid conservative candidates or, heck, even moderate candidates who are willing to just do basic good governance behind the scenes, make sure that taxpayers are getting value for their dollar, make sure we are graduating people that are educated and not indoctrinated. And there is a significant opportunity for the legislature, and I hope they do this in the next session, to truly hold the University of Minnesota's feet to the fire to appoint good change agents who are going to get one of the great research institutions in this country back on track, get us past Wisconsin, which is where I think we belong, but not where we are now, and actually hold these regents to account as opposed to just saying, well, this is a, a political connection for someone that I know, and you know, I'm just going to put some random people on there. Mm-hmm. Yep. I um, I just think that the power to appoint is so profound. Uh, this goes for all kinds of boards, and the legislature needs to hold them all accountable. And, I mean, the University of Minnesota is just totally woke. I mean, they are... A communist training ground is what they are, and that's not overstating the case. I'm sorry. Well, they're no longer that's training it. physicians and scientists and nurses. They're they're training uh, soldiers for the uh, woke army, and you know that's you know that's quaint right. when it's in the the um, social sciences or so- pseudosciences. But when you start having the wokeism getting indoctrinated into medical school, you know that you're yeah. on a path to a oh. very bad place. So thank you again, Julie, for spending time with us this afternoon. We're going to take a brief break here. You're listening to AM1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thank you. AM1280, The Patriot. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only nineteen ninety-five. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. I'm driving a 2018 Elantra, red, my favorite color. Hi, I'm Rita from St. Paul. Well, when I first walked in, I felt welcomed. And I'd been at a couple other dealerships that uh, I gave an F to. And Justin was the first gentleman to wait on me when I took it in for my first service. And he's been the only person that I've dealt with since then. Can't say enough good things about him. On Christmas Day of last year, I was on the freeway driving home. And all of a sudden, a red light came on and the right front tire was low. And the next day I called and Justin answered. He said, only take a look at it and go in the waiting room and, and I'll get back to you. They found that there was a huge nail in the tire. And so he was able to get that all fixed up and replaced and sent me on my way home. Infragrove Hyundai was very welcoming. Service was excellent. Infragrove Hyundai's service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment at InfragroveHyundai.com. Some of your favorite pastors and authors are bringing you their most popular devotionals free. Discover the joy and peace you can experience every day when you spend focused time in God's Word. Sign up for daily devotionals from Crosswalk.com and get inspiration and encouragement sent right to your inbox. The devotionals for parenting, singles, women, and more. Crosswalk.com provides spiritual growth for every stage of life. Crosswalk.com is a division of Salem Media Group. Hi, I'm Anthony Commerce with Commerce Water. A year ago, we introduced wet technology into our softeners. It's exclusive to Commerce. Since then, customers have saved an average of 700 gallons of water and over 300 pounds of salt each year. And you can too. Go to Commerce.com. 
Welcome back. You're listening to AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. This is Dr. Neil Shaw and Heidi Kakamo filling in for Brad Carlson. We have uh, nearly survived two hours of this. I don't think they've lost their license yet. We did manage to have insurrection measured multiple times. That was great. I heard the Blackhawks overhead when I went to the bathroom during the break. So <laughs> they're coming for us right now. We've oh. talked to so many fantastic people today, and I appreciate all of you taking time to join us. You know, it's easy to get depressed when you have uh, Minnesota GOP going after endorsed candidates. You hear that the um, elected officials in the GOP are allowing administrative regulations to wreck teacher uh, licensure and education. And it's, it's, it's very easy to get depressed with how things are going. But, you know, the, mentioned earlier in the show, the idea of a tale of two states. So you maybe we'll go into that a little bit today and then try to leave on an optimist note. So I'm so optimistic by nature. So Iowa and Minnesota in the 2010 kind of Tea Party Great Wipeout, which you're going to see happen uh, this year, um, you had similar sets of activists in Minnesota and Iowa. And um, what happened after that election was that in Iowa you had people say, you know, we're frustrated with how things are. Um, but as great as it is to leave a voicemail for the governor, that's probably not going to do much. Where we really have the power is to change our side, to say, you know, I'm not happy with the Minnesota GOP. I don't think they're standing for conservative values. I don't think Republican and conservative are synonymous. I don't think the people are being represented at any level. And address that. And that is the key difference between these two states. So now you see Iowa... They've gotten a very red House and Senate. They have gotten Kim Reynolds to do their bidding. I think she's not my favorite. She's certainly not an intellectual in the way that DeSantis is. And I, but she will. she's a politician. And the defining characteristic of politicians is that they blow in the wind. So be the wind. And what they did was they rebuilt the GOP in Iowa. They got aggressive people who wanted to make things better in the longer run people who were fighting for their kids, for their businesses, for their state, involved. Despite all the difficulty in doing that and all of the roadblocks that the political class and the entrenched establishment put in your way, they didn't give up. And here they are a decade later, lowering taxes, defending women, getting educational freedom reforms passed, making their state red forever. And here we are in Minnesota, and I just think we're a decade behind. It's easy to say that we're hopeless I traveled this whole state. You've been around most of the state mm-hmm. for work or for the campaign. Um, people here want life, liberty, and prosperity. Those are nonpartisan issues or ideas, and they are shared by the overwhelming majority of not just Minnesotans, but all Americans, particularly newer Americans who've come from some place where things are much worse and landed here. So let's find elected officials that will stand for those things. Let's encourage people to get involved at every level. Let's not tolerate weak party leadership or people who don't stand for those things, people who put something on their campaign flyer and then do the opposite when they're elected. You can't win every vote, but you can sure control how you vote, what you vote for, and what legislation you introduce. And it's incumbent upon conservatives in Minnesota to finally create the Republican Party that they want to see in this state an actual conservative Republican Party that will not waste your tax dollars, that will not give up the duty of the legislature to write statutory law, a party that will find good candidates and get them supported and not stab them in the back when they're supposed to be the endorsed candidate in the party. So you and I and all the people that are listening today have the power to make this state into the state that we want and, by extension, the nation into the country that we want, that our founders intended, that we have been inexorably marching towards, slightly backsliding along the way, but getting towards over time. Um, The greatest country that humans have ever created, the greatest, most successful experiment in self-governance in human history. Uh, Because there is no plan B, there is no alternative. We can't simply all move to Florida. It's too hot there first. Gross. (laughs) You'll have to live with Florida man. You'll have to be next to Georgia. All of those things are terrifying. Gross. So we need to defend every piece of territory in the union. 
We need to elect good people, and we need to support them along the way. And I think if there was one thing that I would make people understand is that you are that change. You can be that change, but you have to just decide to care. Step one, realize there's a problem. Step two, decide to act and do something. Don't just sit there. You know, I ran for office because I realized that unless I was going to try to do something, nothing was going to happen because we've let the career political class run this nation and this state into the ground. And it's time for people to actually stand up and make a difference. So the country that my parents came to in search of a better life is in risk of terminal decline unless, you know, we the people stand back up again and do what needs to be done. So I guess I'd, you know, kind of end with some of those words of encouragement for people to get involved. And can you tell a little bit about kind of how you got involved in politics? Because you weren't, you know, a political animal by any means. You're not a lifelong <laughs> activist, neither neither is I. How how did you get involved? And, and what are you going to do going forward? Well, I have zero political background, actually, until I heard you speak at an event. And I was wowed. Um, I was that depressed person that didn't know what to do to get involved. And I heard you speak and had hope. And so it's funny, I joined your campaign and just to get involved. And I learned. I learned the process. I didn't know what caucus was. I didn't know how dirty Minnesota GOP was. I didn't even know how it worked. And so I got involved through the campaign and just kind of jumped in. And I learned along the way. And I think what's interesting to see is that people get frustrated, right? There's a lot of pushback, particularly with Minnesota GOP, and they scare a lot of people away. They say, we want to recruit new people. That's part of this, right? Bring people in, new blood, bring young people. But then you come in and they scare you away. It's my way or the highway. You will follow me. And I saw that firsthand and it was really scary. But just like you, I see that instead of running the other direction, I kind of dug my heels in saying, Mm -hmm. okay, great. Challenge (laughs) accepted. This is excellent. Let me see how this process works. And what I saw through that is that we had the majority, right? We brought in so many delegates, not just us, Dr. Jensen, all these different grassroots mm-hmm. campaigns. And we had the majority to make change, but people didn't realize the power they have right. as a majority. So we can change Minnesota GOP by continuing to stay involved and not be scared, right? And so my big thing is I want to stay involved with Minnesota GOP. Right. I think they're it's horrible, but my local unit has the most amazing people. It's only a couple people that are bad, right? Mm-hmm. And so we need to boot them. Let's get rid of them. So staying involved, but then sticking behind these candidates like Mark, right, right. that are going up against opposition. And so you know, as a parent with a bunch of kids, I want to fight. There's so many different issues I want to fight on. Um, but I think the biggest is not getting frustrated and quitting, right? That, so right. getting right. involved locally, getting involved with your local candidates, whether it's school board or whatever, but not sitting back and saying there's nothing I can do. Because right. like I said, I knew nothing. <laughs> and yeah, now and I'm it, just fighting with you. And it's easy to use Minnesota GOP as shorthand, but the yeah. reality is the majority of people in that, right? Yeah. To add some nuance to it. The majority of people are trying to do the best they can. Yeah. But there is a corrupt portion of leadership, senior leadership like David Han, who just need to go. And we need to replace them with people who are dedicated to making an aggressive, conservative Minnesota GOP that strikes heart into the fear of the DFL. Because right yeah. now, I mean, th- there's nothing for them to be afraid of. These guys can't even tie their shoes. They can't raise money. They can't do any of this. They have a bunch of people who want to keep power. So the people in Minnesota, the people in America can take their state and country back, get involved, stay involved, do not give up because there's no cavalry over the hill. It's just us. Thank you so much for spending a beautiful Sunday afternoon with us today. Thank you, Heidi, for taking time away from the kids. I'm looking forward to getting back in, hanging out with my kids when I go home today. Thank you all for listening today. My name is Dr. Neil Shaw. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. If you were lied to in buying a timeshare and want out, you need my help. Hi, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started the timeshare cancellation industry by exposing the ugly truth about timeshare and giving folks the straight facts. I've been fighting the timeshare giants ever since, so no one knows this industry better than me 
and my team. Today, we have 383 employees and have saved our clients an average of $65,000 in lifetime payments. Imagine putting those timeshare dollars back in your pocket. If you were told in a timeshare presentation that this was available today and today only, that timeshare was a great investment or your maintenance fees will never go up, call my office now. I guarantee if we take you as a client, We will cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call now for your free information kit. 800-881-4242. 800-881-4242. 800-881-4242. Dennis Prager with Mike Hilborn, owner of Roof to Deck Restoration, the experts at cleaning and maintaining decks and fences. Mike, cleaning, staining, and restoring a wood deck correctly takes knowledge and experience. Tell people how Roof to Deck can help. Dennis, as you know, we have a five-step cleaning and staining process. First, we apply a wood cleaner. Second, we wash the deck with low pressure. Because wood is soft, low pressure is very important. Next, we apply a neutralizer to brighten the wood. Then we let the wood dry. When we return, we use a moisture meter to test the wood to make sure it is dry. Finally, we seal the deck by hand. We do not use sprayers. What if it rains? Well, unlike the homeowner who is forced to do it on the weekend, we wait for dry weather, which means you get great results. Learn more by watching some of our videos at RoofToDeck.com. That's RoofToDeck.com. For a free quote, call 651-699-3504. Call now through Thursday and receive $100 off your project of $1,000 or more. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boom box that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. It's time to throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 1280 The Patriot hosts in high quality with Alexa and Amazon Echo. AM 1280, The Patriot is... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.